You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Well, the National Development Plan for 2030 identified improving education, training and innovation as one of our nation's top 14 priorities. Now a group of researchers at the University of Cape Town have come together to better understand South Africa's uh, post-school qualification picture and to launch a BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal by 2030 to help us achieve massive improvements. The project is housed in the uh, Sia Pambili website. And to find out a little bit more about it, I'm joined by Dr. Nicola Branson, Senior Research Fellow in the Southern Africa Labour and Development Research Unit, Seldrew in the School of Economics at UCT. Uh, Dr. Branson, welcome to the show. No relation to uh, uh, another famous Branson. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, no, unfortunately <laughs> not, or maybe fortunately. Um. Now, the, the proportion of working aid South Africans with a post-school qualification, the headline is that it's doubled since 1994. It's reached 13.8% this year, which is a remarkable feat. But, and it's a big but, it also reminds us, and it's a stark reminder of just how few South Africans successfully reach and complete that succession, uh, that, uh, that education milestone. And I just want to repeat that number, 13.8%. I'm sure if you looked at many developed markets, it would be multiples of that. Now, what is the Sia Pambili website all about, firstly? Um, so, the Sia Pambili website is it's a public platform which is to track the proportion of South Africans aged between 15 and 64 with a post-school qualification. And the idea is to make a public platform where everyone can see how we are doing in terms of our attainment um, and monitor the progress towards 2030, where we've estimated that we would need 22% of our population to have a post-school qualification um, in order to meet the other um, national development plan goals that have been set out. 22% from the current 13.8%. So we need to boost that by roughly 8% over the next uh, decade or so. Uh, How do you define post-school qualification? What are we talking about here? Are we talking about anything, a short course, uh, or or is it uh, more strictly defined? Right. So um, we define post-school qualifications as any qualification and to... um, specify what that means. In South Africa, we've got a national qualification um, framework. And so any qualification that is obtained outside of basic education on levels 2 through 10, um, are quali- are, we, are qualifi- we are classifying as any qualification. So that includes um, certificates and diplomas that don't require matric, um, as well as your, your more classic degrees and postgraduate degrees. Um, what you'll also notice on the website is that we also track another indicator, which is called high-value qualifications. And these are qualifications that you typically would get at your university sectors. Mm. And the reason we, we're specifying them as high-value qualifications, they are also typically rewarded um, more highly in the labor market in terms of earnings and your chances of of employment. Now, that's the key here and why we actually track post-school qualifications. It's not just to see um, how many academics a country can produce. Uh, South Africa actually has very high returns to post-school education by world standards, and they've actually been increasing over time. Uh, Just run run me through some of the numbers and and, uh, what it means 
to be a university graduate versus someone uh, with just a matric or, or someone with just a grade eight, for example? Yes, um, you're correct. So South Africa has exceedingly high returns to, to post-school education, um, both by yeah by the world standards, and these have been also increasing over time. Um, so as an example, a university graduate can earn close to three times the amount of someone with grade 12, so a matriculant, and up to five times the amount of someone with a grade, grade 8. Um, and in terms of unemployment as well, so as, as you know, we've got a, a huge unemployment problem in this country and having uh, a, a post-school qualification um, does secure, is more like, you're more likely to secure a job in the labour market as well. And that's why it's so important when we want to uh, lift people out of poverty, when we talk about inequality in South Africa, the, it goes hand in hand with, with education. The, the, the data doesn't lie. Where does the data come from, by the way? So the data that we're using is, um, is, is statistic South Africa data. So um, it's produced by our national statistic agency. Um, it's publicly available and it's, it's the, the version we are using is um, available at the Data First um, repository, which is a, again a public platform where you can download these data and use them for your own for your own analyses. Um, yeah, and so so these data ran from 1994, and at that time it was October Household Survey, and that ran until um, 2000. And then we had the Labour Force surveys, and then um, later on we started having the quarterly Labour Force surveys. And so these are all stacked. Um, side by side, and so that we can track over mm. time. And and with all of that data at your disposal, what are some of the key trends that we're seeing in this data when it comes to developing a picture of the post-school qualification attainment environment? That doubling number since democracy and the dawn of democracy looks good at a headline level. I saw a very sloping curve in one of your presentations that, that seems to show that we're flattening out. What are the trends that uh, that you're seeing in the data? Yeah, I mean, you, you're correct. So the CFMBLE um, tracks, um, you know, a cross-section of individuals over time. And so we do see this improvement. Another way of looking at the data is to look at, um, you know, people born in the same year and what's happening in terms of our educational attainment. So in terms of sort of your birth cohort, who's attaining what level of education. And so what, you, what we've seen in South Africa is that there's been this rapid increase in educational attainment, very much driven by completion of incomplete secondary and secondary education. And so if you actually look at the percentage of individuals that get to matric and then actually go on, that's been reduced, it's actually been falling. So for instance, those people born in 1950, of the people who actually got to matric, 40% went on to get post-school qualification, whereas today, in an or for example, the 1990 cohort, that's only 20%. So although the picture is, you know, we've had this rapid expansion and um, if you look across the race groups on the website, you'll see that each of the race groups has um, seen an improvement. But um, at the same time, it is slowing. And if you if you look across the birth cohorts, while there was quite a rapid improvement between, um, especially for the 1970s cohort, it's starting to slow. And so it talks to what's happening in the education system, um, in the basic education system, and the fact that 
but learners that are then getting to metric aren't necessarily going on to further the education outside of, of the basic education system. It's one of the big failures in uh, democratic South Africa. We've broadened access, we've uh, we've broadened reach, uh, but the the quality certainly hasn't uh, shown a commensurate improvement at the same time. And it's coming through in this data. Uh, so the the million dollar question then is how do you how do you achieve this BHAG, this big hairy audacious goal? How do we increase mm-hmm. overall levels of post school qualification attainment? Because your data also shows that it very much entrenches the existing patterns of inequality. Wealthier families uh, are able to uh, generally have better outcomes because they've got access to resources, better schools, um, outside tutors and teachers. And uh, and so that spiral um, uh, sort of continues, that spiral of, of deepening inequality. How do we break that spiral? Right. So, I mean, that's obviously the, the million-dollar question. And I think what the World Science tries to do is, is very much provide the data in a public platform which reminds us all to that you know this is a topic that we need to all be thinking about and, and um, addressing. I think what it also um, provides is it really signals to all the different players um, in this space um, trying to to improve um, protocol qualification you know that that they do their part. So this platform is very much designed um, you know, for for researchers, for for journalists, but also for people in institutions working towards um, improving throughput within the mm. system. So, for example, we have the breakdown of the types of qualifications, and we know that there's um, part of the the broader NDP goals is to improve postgraduate degrees. So you can also track those kinds of things. So that would talk to institutional planners and. Who, um, you know, where the focus needs to be in terms of that, and then, um, yeah, in terms of of who is coming through basic education and achieving um, different types of qualification. I mean, in terms of you know your your metric passes, it also speaks to those. So it's, I I don't feel that there you know there's any one answer, but it's the platform um, sort of really focuses the mind and. And each of the players, both in basic education and um, the post-school space, can then utilise mm. to, to monitor the process. It, it, it does. It does mean that it is encouraging, though, at least to see in the government's uh, economic reconstruction and recovery plan this uh, idea to create uh, jobs government jobs, basically grants in exchange for a couple of days uh, work a week in the early childhood development space because that's clearly where we do need to focus a lot of our attention and resources. But as you say, there is no one answer to this. It's a, a multifaceted, rather thorny uh, dilemma. But uh, the Sia Pambili website is a great contribution to help us understand it. Uh, Dr. Nicola Branson, Senior Research Fellow in the Southern Africa Labor Development Research Unit, CELDRU, which is in the School of Economics at UCT.